for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today is kind of the kickoff of something, not something new that we're trying, because I've tried this in years past, but I just didn't have the initiative to get it done. But this year, there was so much overwhelming support to do something surrounding Christmas music and kind of supporting Christmas music and artists that release music, whether it's originals or covers or you know whatever it is uh so this year we finally got it to a point where we're going to start doing a 25 days of christmas podcast series for over the next 25 days leading up until probably right before christmas because i don't think anybody's going to be free to do a podcast christmas eve or christmas day but you never know um but yeah for the next 25 days we're going to do uh a podcast talking to about christmas music and all that fun stuff and so i'm really excited to have our first guest with us uh, madison olds how's it going hi thank you so much for having me i feel so honored i'm like a, a whore for the holidays <laughs> you know what though it so last year was a little tough. I, I wasn't quite as into it. Normally, I'm like really into the holidays and it's like my thing. And then last year was a difficult year for me and my family. And so I was just kind of like, I, I, I'm just not into it. And then this year came around and I kind of realized it was like a week before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, oh, crap, the holidays are coming up. Yeah. I got to get my stuff together. And, you know, and then I just started watching like a movie and then I really started getting into it. And I'm like, OK, cool. And now I've got my tree up and all this stuff. And it's yeah. So I'm excited that the holidays are here. And, yeah, you know, so. it's easy to be be a Grinch with with things that happen, too. Right. Like when yeah. when things are not happening or when somebody's sick or money's not there, money's tight. The holidays are like such a depressing time. And yeah. so it's easy to fall in that in that headspace. I don't blame you. I'm so sorry you you didn't get to to feel so festive about Christmas last year. Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't for a lack of trying. Last year yeah. I definitely tried for sure, but it was just one of those things where it was like, yeah, it, it's not going to happen. And I knew that probably two weeks in, and so I was just like, all right, this is the we'll, redemption this year. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. So you're based out of British Columbia, correct? Yeah, yeah, the uh, West Coast. <laughs> the West Coast. I actually, I don't know if I've, most of the uh, uh, Canadian artists that we have on are from like the East Coast, like Toronto, and then yeah. maybe a little fr bit further east. Uh, what would that be? Uh, I can't think off the top of my head how much further like, east to Toronto. Like Quebec, and there's like PEI, and yep. Newfoundland, like all of the amazing, like East Coast, East Coast artists. And they're so talented. I wish I had yeah. some of their magic. Like, I don't know what's up their butts, but they're great. <laughs> I, I will say, though, your music is absolutely amazing. Just haven't been able to hear everything that you've done outside of the music or outside of Christmas music. Uh, yeah. Just like your music in general is amazing. Oh, and as I was kind of listening to everything over the last few days preparing for this, I realized I've been listening to one of your songs for about six months now. 
No way. I've been listening to Bored for about six months. Because <laughs> I'm just sitting there and I'm kind of like, obviously I'm listening to the uh, your Christmas song, uh, Christmas Wish. And, you know, just trying to get myself somewhat familiar with that and, you know, all that fun stuff. And then I'm like, you know what, let me kind of scroll through and listen to some of your other music. And Bored comes on and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I know this. Wait, and yeah, I just kind of had to let it sit there and percolate. And I scroll through like a random uh, playlist that I had made a while back. And it's sitting right there. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You know, it's just kind of funny how things work out like that. Well, and it's so different than Christmas music, so. <laughs> oh, yes, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. Very, very punk pop in your face. Not holly and jolly whatsoever. So. Yeah, I got you. Oh, so are, I take it you're born and raised in on the West Coast there in Canada, in BC? Yeah, yeah. I'm a very proud BC mountain girl. There's like a, a, a weird thing in Canada where if you're from BC, you just think you're better because of the mountains, and it's true. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the mountains are great, and I am a very proud, <laughs> a very proud That's West Coast person. That's <laughs> awesome. I've always, I've never really lived in the mountains. I've always kind of drove, driven through like the East Coast. Uh, going, uh, I grew up in Chicago, and we'd go to like Florida all the time. So there's some mountain ranges that you drive going there. Um, and it's always been really interesting just driving through the mountains, just like the view, all the views is what gets me. There's this uh, one lake traveling from uh, South Chicago through, um, I think it's like once you get into like Tennessee in between Nashville and uh, like before you enter, enter Georgia, you can pass Nashville and go through Georgia. There's this one, like you come up over the mountain peak and there's this lake. And if you hit it right at sunrise, it's just like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Magic. And it's, yeah. Oh so. yeah. There's something very magical about the mountains. And I think that's why people love to travel to them. There's like this mm. energy and the rocks and the water and the trees. And yeah, there's something very special about them. So, so growing up in British Columbia, what was the, uh, what, what was your upbringing like in British Columbia? Were you surrounded by music or? I feel very lucky in that both of my parents uh, are very talented, very musical. My dad actually studied in Boston. He uh, oh, wow. went to Berkeley for jazz composition and he studied opera and played music since he was a child. My mom was a fantastically talented gymnast growing up and she did a lot of musical theater. So when my brother and I were born, there was a lot of support that if we wanted to go do something a little bit more like linear and book wise and you know a traditional job they were very supportive about that but they were also very supportive that when you know my brother wanted to act and i wanted to dance and sing and stuff yeah. like that so it, you know, i don't think that's always the case for everybody and yeah. even now on my lowest days my parents are always there you can do it kid and you know you, right. you got this so i'm pretty lucky even now actually my dad um he plays a lot of shows with me. My mom helps with mm -hmm. a lot of my music stuff. I'm, I'm very fortunate. Yes. So, yeah, I've, I had a special upbringing. <laughs> nice. That's it's always good when you have parents that are supportive. It, they're not going to, like, push you, but they're also not going to discourage you. You know, yeah. like there, there's, there's like kind of like that fine line where it's like, okay, you're being a little pushy to keep me into the music, but, you know. Yeah. There's well, I will between... say... <laughs> I will say having a dance mom, very different than having a music mom. 
<laughs> and my mom is watching now and she'll 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 know the difference but there you know there were times where maybe i wanted to like quit and she was like yeah. no you can do this and i'm actually really glad that she was there to support me when i wanted to because i uh i wouldn't be where i am today if she didn't support me so yeah <laughs> I got you for sure. Um, and so th then kind of growing up as you were, what came for, did you learn how to play an instrument first or were you singing first? What, what kind of came, came I first? I feel like mute, like singing was the big thing. So it was dancing and doing a little bit of some musical theater. So a lot of show tunes, a lot mm. of like shoulder shimmies and jazz hands. And then I was probably around 11 or 12 that I got my first, uh, actually it was like a uh, family guitar. I asked my dad to teach me how to play. He came down to my bedroom. He taught me four chords. And then I immediately said, look it, sir, this isn't going to work out anymore. We are way too similar for you to teach me how to play an instrument you best be going and i'm gonna figure out how to do this on my own and uh that was probably the best thing because now we're we get to play together rather than you know like him teaching me but i was mm -hmm. probably 11 when i first started like picking up the guitar writing my own music and then i think for my 15th birthday my uh my parents bought me my own my own guitar so i still have it also <laughs> See, I think it's funny. You called your dad sir, but if I said that to my dad, he would have backhand the hell out of me because he would have kicked in the butt. <laughs> yeah, he, he would. It would just been like, wait, what'd you just call? Yeah, because you know you, you say it with a little bit of extra emphasis, and it's oh, yeah. all of a sudden it's sir. not a term of endearment. It's a it's an insult. And, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. no, and it's hard doing a lot of stuff with my parents because. You know, if my dad comes to a gig with me, I can't say, hey, dad, can you come? I have to be like, hey, David, can you please come over here and like set up your instrument? And it's it's yeah. a tough line to be at like a family gathering and yeah. call my parents by their first name. And I have like other relatives be like, that's so disrespectful. And, you know, it's it's finding yeah, it's that like, like balance. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but up here, we're all one. We're all yeah, we're equals. Yeah. <laughs> But when yep. I get home, 100%. you can still ground my ass. <laughs> yeah, that that's the... That's hard. <laughs> that's the scary part. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> for sure. Um, so kind of through the early process of doing like show tunes, where does the writing aspect of things, does that come later on or were you pretty natural early on writing your own music? I, def I started writing early. Was it good? Mm -hmm. I don't think so, <laughs> but um, I probably like started to really get into writing when I formed this band or we like all kind of formed it together. It was this uh, trio of girls and we ended up going back and forth to Nashville. And I think I started to realize that this is really fun and I love telling yeah. stories and, and getting to share my own music. I loved covering, but I loved taking covers and making them my own. So like changing up the chords, changing up the melodies. And then I think at that point I realized, oh, maybe I should just make my own music. And yeah, uh, yeah so I, I started writing right out of the get go, but it was like really cheesy lyrics. Like I'm a puzzle and you're my missing piece. And this was so unplanned and this is cheesy. Please <laughs> tell me this is recorded. Please tell me this is recorded somewhere. Yeah. Oh, it is. My mom's in the audience. She's going to text right now. I've got it. I've got it. I'll share it. <laughs> it's blackmail. Great. It, it, hey, it's not black. You know what? So, because I've often seen a lot of artists, they'll let those early songs just kind of sit and mature, even though, yeah, the subject matter is basic or juvenile. 
there's still some some truth to what's being said and as you grow older you can go back and revisit it and like oh you're my missing puzzle piece maybe maybe we should change that up a little bit or (laughs) add some depth to it but you know there's still some truth there yeah well and i think that's the other thing when i was 15 the biggest like issue in my life was a boy not liking me back and now my biggest thing Mm. is am i gonna pay my bills this month um, yeah. You know, the things that you write about and the things that you worry about are, are so much different than they were a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it just the, uh, the con- they're like, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer they're all the, like, it's the same basic things like boy not liking me, you know, not ha- like just like the, there's these serious, all these issues are serious just the consequences are different you know it's like you don't pay your bill okay then you don't have electric or you know no food on the table yeah no food on the table so yeah um so you're are you uh, right now are you pretty much playing as a solo act or is it just madison olds and it's like a band surrounding what's kind of the setup for you right now Right now, I mean, I'm not playing much at all because mm. it's the holidays and it's the time yeah. to drink and put on a nice Canadian toque and uh, parka. But uh, when I am playing, it usually is just my dad and I. Um, and we've kind of played mm. under Madison Olds with dad. And as much as mm. I said, I call him Dave, we very much play on the fact that this is dad. Yeah. And uh, usually the moms love it, makes me uncomfortable, which is great. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, I, I feel like uh, I've always been like pretty true and honest mm. to my name. I actually have a lot of people ask if Olds is a stage name. Uh, if it is, that was the worst name I could have picked. But no, I was born with that <laughs> straight straight from the womb. And uh, so I, I'm just me, myself, and I, Madison Olds. And then when, when I need a bigger sound, my dad comes and joins. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I will say, though, Mad- Madison Olds is a pretty cool name. Like, there, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can do. At least you didn't grow. So my last name is Quiet. Like, so be quiet. Oh, no. And so... Anytime, like my cousin started it back when I was in like grade school and it, they would call me Tommy B. And then, so when I, when I would start talking, it's like, oh, Tommy B, quiet, you know? That's so, so mean. I think like the worst I had was Madison, Madison Young. Can you come over here, Madison Young? And that was it. <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> I could see, I could see where you get annoyed though. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so kind of going through the process of finding your voice like obviously you'd mentioned or i I don't know if we were quite on stream at that point but you'd mentioned that like some of your like your music that you've got out now is kind of a little bit all over the place like i'd brought up board and that's kind of a little more of a poppy punk sound whereas christmas wish your new single that released this year is obviously a christmas tune a little bit happier and jollier is that is that just kind of like a one-off or are you always just kind of experimenting with your sound? I am chaos, straight up chaos. That is who I am through and through. Now, I mean, I feel like my music definitely evolves uh, just like I would as a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like this last summer, I was definitely testing some sounds and something a little bit edgier. I had uh, Ford, a song called Nice Guys, Mm -hmm. and then another song called Average, and they're all definitely that Avril Lavigne, 
poppy, punky sort of sound, and uh, Christmas it never fits with whatever sound I pick. And I love doing holidays. <laughs> and this is my third year, I think, of doing Christmas music. I did a cover a couple of years ago, and then I did yes. an original. Sorry, my dog is crazy, and she won't sit still. That's um, all good. And uh, so, I mean, Christmas music will probably never fit in with what I'm doing, but I am such a sucker for the holidays, and I have to have uh, some Christmas music out. But nice. maybe I'll maybe I'll pick a new sound for the new year. You know, go nice. back to something a little bit more honest. Maybe I'll I don't know, do a country album. Dang. Who's to hey. say? <laughs> you know, that's kind of the cool thing that the industry is in right now, especially on the independent level, where you can just kind of do whatever you want to do, and there's nothing really. Other than maybe like your hardcore loyal fans that are like, oh, I want to listen to the pop punk Madison Olds, not the hardcore country, you know, like whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah, I think the industry has changed so much in the last couple of years and what used to be a box, you know, you had to kind of sit within it. I think people write whatever they want to write. And if you love the music and you love what you're doing then it doesn't matter what anybody else is yeah. thinking or feeling. You do what you want to do, and the people that like the songs will come. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100% agreed. It's funny, though, you kind of brought up that Christmas music would never really fit the genre that you want to do. Yeah. I, I, I've i heard some really good punk Christmas music this year. Yeah? Like, it's, it, like, pop, like the pop punky style. Um, there's this band out of Nashville called uh, Ghost Town Remedy that every it seems like every year they kind of do like a like a punkish style Christmas tune. And I haven't had a chance to listen to their song they've released this year yet. But the last year they released a song called December and it's great. It's it's very it's very awesome. So there, there's I think there's definitely room for you to kind of explore that realm and stay honest. I will the, say yeah. I heard one Christmas album, like a three or four song EP come out last year by a band called We Are The Empty. And it is straight up like heavy screamo Christmas music. Yeah. And I was very impressed. So nice. I think you're right. I think I think there's a way to do it all. But when it comes to the holidays, I am such a Michael Buble purist that if yeah. it isn't cheesy Christmas music, get it out of here. I don't want to hear it. Nice. So, actually, uh, you know. Actually, it's really fun, you, funny you kind of bring that up. What I really enjoy are these artists that take, like, these classic Christmas songs. So, like, for this, I hope this doesn't get me crucified in the comments or <laughs> one of, like, one of my favorite Christmas songs is uh, uh, several years back, Justin Bieber did a cover of uh, Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, it was great. And it, I thought it was amazing. And it was it's just awesome. like, okay, cool. I didn't know you could do that. That's I'm a believer, awesome. so I'm with you. <laughs> but then again, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like some of these little off ra offshoot random side projects that some of these artists do. It's like, oh, that's really cool. Keep doing like, don't do it all the time because obviously you got to kind of keep your the believers happy and you know all that stuff but every once in a while just kind of stick your foot into something random and see what happens it keeps yeah. things interesting so. i think the holidays are the time to experiment as well a lot yeah. of people put out christmas music and it's like the one time of year where everybody's excited to just celebrate something and yep. uh you can do basically anything you want and people are yep. just gonna be excited to have a new holiday song <laughs> 
agree. So um, since we're kind of talking about Christmas music, let's jump into Christmas Wish, which is your new, it's a new original. Um, How long have you been working on this song? I think we started it maybe August, which is so hard. It's so hard to do. Like, I always have this talk with other artists. They all say the Mm -hmm. same thing. When it comes to Christmas time, we're like, oh, we should do a Christmas song. And it's too late. And so you either write now and then put it out next year or you write in the summer and nobody's thinking about Christmas in the summer. They're thinking about pumpkins and football season and, you know, like all that great stuff. So we we got ourselves in the mood. We wrote some Christmas music in August. We actually wrote two songs and uh, did a cover. Hmm. So, but Christmas Wish was fun. It was not, we were not expecting to go that crazy electronic sound. We went in with a completely different reference but Lucas ran with it. He nailed it. I love it. It's a Christmas song I've never heard before. I don't think there will ever be anything like it again. It's great. <laughs> nice. And uh, Lucas, he's is he a producer or is he featured on the... Yeah, so he's both. He produces it okay. and he sings on it. He's very, very talented. And I consider him a good friend. So, you know, it's nice. fun to do Christmas music with friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And... So you said this is your third year releasing a Christmas tune. You did a cover the first year and then. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did uh, a cover of River and it was kind of the testing some waters. I didn't I had never done a Christmas tune before. I really fell in love with River, actually, not even from a Christmas perspective. They had mm-hmm. done it on this show called The Politician okay. and Ben Platt nailed it. I fell in love right away. I said, that's my Christmas song because it's not Christmas music. I was so anti-Christmas music as an artist at that point too. And then I think about two years later, my friend Lucas and I actually wrote Christmas at Home. And mm. I was like, oh, this is my magic. This is where my superpower comes from. It's Christmas music. And then this year I said, we should do we should do something a little bit bigger and do, do um, the three songs. And then I think, I don't know, maybe next year it'll be even bigger. Maybe it'll be 12. <laughs> nice. And you brought up you brought up something interesting about how uh, for you it was a little bit hard recording Christmas music because it's like all right you do it this you record this year for next year or you record in the summer and the vibes just not right and all that stuff but you know and then you also probably have those artists that probably start recording in like October and they just have the ability to get the stuff done that Fast. quickly yeah because it's like oh it's October. Let's get the Christmas music going. And right? Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, for Christmas Wish, was there any thought about doing like a uh, a uh, music video for it? Or I'm thinking maybe if it does well this year, we do something super fun next year for for a music video. Again, like this year was kind of just testing out, mm. adding more Christmas songs, seeing what an album would do. Um, seeing, you know, people even like the Christmas music or if last year was just kind of a one-off success or, you know, that kind of, that kind of feeling, but it seems to be going really well. We actually have another song coming out tomorrow at midnight, um, totally different vibe too. I think it's going to surprise people and yeah, maybe if, if it, if it all goes well, we'll do a big fun video for it next year. Nice. And, uh, have, 
what's the uh, song coming out? To, have, you've announced this, right? I think I'm, I've yeah, kind of soft phone. announced it, <laughs> yeah. but now it's now it's live. It's called Christmas Easy, and okay. it's with a, another Canadian artist, Mariah Stokes. It is okay. so fun. It is so rock and country, nice. rocking around the Christmas. It's so much fun. It's an original. It's all about really laying into that christmas cheesy love and easy yeah. kind of you know let's light a fire and pour some wine and nice. you know santa can fly by the house because we don't need him here tonight that's kind of the sentiment and and it's very cheeky uh with mariah and i singing it so i think people will like it <laughs> nice and hopefully everybody will go check it out because i yeah i'm you know it, it's just it's weird because it's like I, I went so polar opposite. Like we were talking a little bit ago, I went so polar opposite last year where I was just like, eh, it's Christmas. This year it's kind of like I'm looking for reasons to be like, it's Christmas, guys. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I, I go to the office and everybody's talking about this Christmas party that we're supposed to have this weekend. But there's like nothing around the office that says, hey, it's Christmas. And it's just yeah, like, right. <laughs> no festivity. Uh, like let's let's change this up and maybe the christmas party will change it who knows but you know and it's kind of funny because they call me the grinch at work and i'm like i'm not the grinch i don't know <laughs> why you guys are getting mad at me i always but, look for an excuse to wear like something holiday based snowman earrings chocolate hot chocolate earrings putting up my tree like october 25th and you yeah. know people always crucify me for it but i love it, it, it yeah. one one month isn't enough to celebrate christmas yeah. it's the most holly jolliest time of the year i think it deserves at least four <laughs> yeah i feel that you know it's it's one of those things where it's like thank, starting right at thanksgiving quite isn't enough time especially now because for me christmas movies are like the real big thing it's like yeah. i love Love watching all these Christmas movies, and I've I, I've been so into it this year. I've pretty watch, watched all my stack. Like I've got, so I've like a stack of standards movies that I watch every year, and we're not even in December yet, and I'm already halfway through. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's yeah. You need more. It's, I think they're I coming out with some good ones too. I actually saw. I love classics, and I mm -hmm. saw they're coming out with a Christmas Story sequel, and I heard it's actually amazing. I don't know. I haven't seen it's, it. Uh, yeah, it's out, actually. It's up yeah. on uh, H HBO Max. I heard it was great. I heard yeah. it it's uh, good for the people that grew up with it because it, it takes us through those same sentiments of now being an adult. Mm -hmm. and and the new tim allen santa claus series it's yep. a little cheesy I, but i'm into it i like it yeah. actually i think the uh, new episode drops tonight or dropped today or I, I i can't really i've watched the what is it out now like three episodes i think are out now um and i've watched them and it's growing on me like the first two it was just kind of like Oh, don't tell me you just did this for the money. But now kind of watching it, I think they're try trying to do this like it's a Christmas TV series where it like they'll do six episodes, but it'll only come out right around Christmas, which yeah. I think is a genius idea. I can't believe people haven't done it. More, and who doesn't love honest. Tim Allen? I mean, like, come Correct. on. He he's like the, the face of Christmas. Father Christmas. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there's this one movie. I have to find it again. Be, I saw it on my uh, uh, 
saw it on my TV, like on the one of the uh, um, OTT channels that I have. It's called The Fat Man. It is where Mel Gibson plays Santa Claus. No way. But he's... Is he being hunted or is he doing the hunting? Like, so basically somebody takes out a hit on Santa Claus and Santa Claus, I think, I think this is the plot of the movie. So somebody takes out a hit on Santa Claus because he gave him a lump of coal in his stocking for Christmas one year. And so Santa Claus has to go try and defend himself and take out this guy that put a hit on him. So there's a new one actually with David Harbour too. And he looks like the violent night yeah and it looks like he's like this badass santa and i i'm so into it i'm a big david harbour fan only because i love stranger things yeah but um sorry my dog is so needy i'm trying to push her out of the room and she's not getting the hint (laughs) it's all good it's all good um yeah and yeah there's great like so many movies that will ferrell and ryan reynolds did that christmas movie too and lot of music in it oh yeah i haven't i've seen the ads for it i haven't my dad sent me an invite to watch it on apple plus or whatever and i'm like i don't i i'm not gonna pay for apple plus like there's just not not if i can find it for free i was actually um I'm one of those people that does not have a DVD player, which is horrible. I wish I did. Um, I just don't know where I'd even put it right now. Right. My mantle's still full of Christmas decorations. But um, I was at the store the other day, and I couldn't believe the stack of Christmas movies. You can buy all of the amazing holiday classics yeah. for $4.99. You can't even rent them for that online anymore. <laughs> I thought it might be worth investing in a DVD player. <laughs> right. Well, and actually, so I, I've been kind of going through the process of upgrading everything to blu-ray like ooh, yeah. blu-ray you know whatever I, it, it, the thing is this is like i've spent so much money buying these dvd like i i went to school for film and i've always kind of been of the mindset that i'm gonna watch movies good bad indifferent you know but i want to watch and be able to study as many movies as, as i can and so ever since i was in like the eighth or ninth grade i just started buying as many movies and i never got rid of them and so now i've just got like this wall of movies and i saw this year that they had like a lot of the christmas blu-ray movies on on sale and i'm like well maybe i should just like start buying all the blu-rays and you know maybe so Yeah, they might be like, I remember there were a couple of years ago where all of the like original Disney VHSs went on and they were like a couple hundred bucks for like Beauty and the Beast. And I remember my mom kicking herself in the butt thinking I had all of those and I just dropped them off at the secondhand store. Maybe the yep. Blu-rays will be a collectible. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, we did that too. Like I saw a picture pop up on my Facebook memories of, or back in October and I was kind of it was from like 10 years ago or so i was moving out of my parents place and i was getting ready to move to kentucky for my first big time job and we were i had just graduated college a few or a few months earlier and i had this trunk that i was going to take with me because it was like i was moving into like a really small apartment so i needed to like condense everything down as much as i could and so there was this trunk and i pop it open and it's got all these classics Walt Disney movies like we're talking Snow White Mermaid you know all that stuff and I'm sitting there I'm like okay and then I remember 
after seeing that photo, my mom, she packed everything up. She was like, so what do we want to do with these? I was like, I don't know. Like, I, they don't, I don't have a VHS player. And then I think either she put them back in the attic. And if she did, probably need to go find those. But <laughs> part of me thinks that they got tossed. Oh, it's so bad. And like... <sighs> VHSs are one of those things too, where nobody loved them, but now they're retro yeah. and they're cool. And now I want a VHS player again. Although I hated rewinding them, so I don't know why I want oh, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I 100% agree, and I get where you're coming from on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nice little stroll down memory lane there. Yeah, right. Uh, so Christmas Wish, what did that drop in November a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I think that dropped November 18th. My gosh, it's okay. almost two weeks so, ago now. This year's going by crazy so fast. I know, right? Oh, wow. So um, Christmas Wish has been out for about two weeks. How's the uh, response been? For you that know what? Song? It's crazy. I feel this is like the highest I've ever had um, my monthly listeners. I'm like creeping up on 200,000, which is an insane number for me. I, I don't think I've ever ever been close to this or maybe like close mm -hmm. once, but um the numbers for like Christmas Wish have done really well. And for some reason, my Christmas song last year has rebumped up. And um, with the two Christmas songs from last yeah. year and this year, it's been like my highest streaming month. And I, I think I'm only going to release Christmas music for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, how good it feels. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it's really interesting. Like a lot of people downplay Christmas music. It's like, it's only good for like a month or two. Like, yeah, I get that. But the whole but world is listening. The whole world is listening, yes, that. And you also get this weird thing where it re-ups every year. So if yeah. you get a song that gets it becomes a hit or whatever it is, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where they just kind of lit, like you'll get three or four more four years out of it. Whereas if you release a song you might get three or four months out of it. Yeah. You know. Oh, I totally agree. What was it? Mariah Carey said every year on Christmas, she makes like $32 million just off of all I want for Christmas is you just on Christmas day. Like, that's... I think, I think that's in, first of all, that's an insane amount of money for any person in the world. Nobody right. deserves that. Second of all, I think, you know, a lot of artists are scared because they're worried it'll, you know, change your brand or, or not fit who you are, but the holidays are great. And, you know, people have to support it because a lot of radio stations have to play it. A lot of playlists have to put be pushed during the holidays because there's like a certain quota. So it's a great opportunity to like do something that makes everybody feel good. Write your own cash in on that cash cow and be holly and jolly. Yep. I don't see any flaws. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's cr a crazy amount of money. Like, I mean, I guess for Mariah Carey, though, it's, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm, I imagine Michael regardless. Buble makes bank starting like November 1st also. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's just kind of funny and sad that it's like they start making all this money from November, but they probably don't see it until like July be, just because of how royalties and all that stuff works and how long it takes to get paid out. And so it's like, oh yeah, my July checks are really great, but this is all from December and yeah. November <laughs> last year. So yeah. Uh, um. So now, so you're kind of in the middle of this holiday release plan that you've been working or that you've kind of put into action this year with Christmas Wish, 
You got the next song coming out tomorrow night. And then you said you have one more in the bank that's going to be? Yeah. So tomorrow, actually, it's a it's a small EP. So okay. Christmas Wish will be on it. Christmas at Home from last year. Christmas Easy. A lot of Christmas is going on. And then we did a, a cute little jazzy cover of Winter Wonderland. So that's the that's a third single this year. But it's just on the EP. So I guess it's not really a single. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, just taking a pause really quick. I want to thank uh, Impossible Human for giving us the uh, follow there. And he says, Mads, it's Foxy. I'm glad oh, you you're in. Hi! <laughs> yeah. I know them! Okay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning I, in. <laughs> you know, it's it, the, this podcast is interesting in that fact because it's like, I, I like I, I don't want to underestimate the intelligence of a lot of our guests, but some of them don't understand how Twitch works. And so it's just like, okay, when do I interrupt them to be like, okay, start introducing these characters <laughs> or these people that just aren't here. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah oh, it's kind well, of thanks so much, Foxy, for joining. This is so uh, fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, so so the ep officially drops tomorrow I, I for some reason i thought maybe it was just the single but no uh, yeah so I, I think it comes out tomorrow at midnight so it's like technically a friday release but because i'm on yeah. the the west coast it's like around nine o'clock for me <laughs> so it's like a little pre pre early hey that's cool though um and as you're kind of approaching the final 24 hours what's going through your mind right now i need a christmas cocktail that's that's all I can think about. It's either people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. I think they're going to love it, but uh, yeah, I, I I get over the, like the the nervous jitters of it now, and it's just like okay, let's release it so we can do the next one. <laughs> you right, one hundred percent. So you said you need a Christmas cocktail. What's your Christmas cocktail? <sighs> this year, um, it's actually a little. I'm, I love sours. But uh, a couple of years ago, I went on a cruise uh, with NCL and they had this like crazy ice bar, which was so extravagant and I felt so bougie going in there. But they had this like vodka hazelnut drink. I loved it. Nice. Never been able to find it ever again. And this year I tried my best to recreate it. So I actually did a, a Frangelico sour, which mm. is, I think that's going to be my new holiday drink. So a little Frangelico. Nice little egg white, little lemon juice. I'm using maple syrup as my simple syrup. Shake it over some ice, pour it into the glass. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I've already had two today. <laughs> that's what's, that's sweet. I, uh, the other day, so my drink is always um, iced, or iced tea with uh, Tennessee whiskey, uh, mm. like honey whiskey. Yeah. So it's, uh, so basically honey with uh whisk or whiskey and tea and all that fun stuff and it tastes good but it's always like iced tea like it's not hot tea like a hot yeah and, hot beverage yeah. and yesterday it or no not yesterday because it was like 80 here yesterday that was insane um a couple days ago it got really cold and like i mean like in the 30s like not like cold for texas but 30 degrees fahrenheit is cold for a lot of places at this point in the game um and i was like you know what i'm gonna experiment i had a tea box or a box of tea that i had gotten for a buddy of mine that was coming into town to visit because he drank tea and i was like okay you know what i'm gonna take one of these tea packets make myself some hot tea put some of this tennessee honey in and just kind of see where we land at the end of the day you know what i didn't hate it I like that. I think any hot beverage can become a cocktail if you just add enough booze to it. So. Oh yeah. Well, it, it 
like my usual go-to is I'll go get, it'll be like hot chocolate and like peppermint schnapps yeah. or Rumpelmans or whatever. But that seems kind of like a basic drink, like anybody would do that. And I've really been trying to step outside of my comfort level this year and just kind of Ooh. try different things. What's what's a good one? It's a, I think it's called a blueberry tea. So there's like, uh, it's Di Serono and Grand Marnier. So it's got like a bit of an orangey, strong, sweet, and then you put it over like a black Earl Grey tea and it tastes like mm. a blueberry drink somehow. Nice. My mom is the queen of hot toddies. So like hot boozy drinks. Another one, hot buttered rum, basically butter, sugar, yep. and rum. Amazing. I saw a recipe for that last year and I wanted to try and make it, but so simple. Every, it, everything I was seeing, I like, obviously last year I was kind of going through my, I was like actually being a Grinch and then you brought it up and I was like, oh, that's what it was. Cause I remember I, until you said it, I was like, there was this drink that I wanted to try. It was like butter and I couldn't remember if it was like whiskey or rum and Yes, I'm going to go find a recipe for that, and yes. I think it's literally like butter, sugar, mm -hmm. brown sugar, cinnamon, and rum and hot water. And it's, you'd think butter and hot water would not taste good, but it's, ah, oh, it's amazing. I, like yeah. I said, anything with sugar and hot and alcohol, you just, you can't go wrong. Anything hot chocolate yeah. and booze, also a win. A hundred percent, one hundred percent. So. Yeah. Um, Christmas is in full swig. It's an absolute blast this year. I'm, I'm excited because I've actually got like parties and stuff to go yeah. to. Um, kind of stepping aside from the music for a minute because I definitely want to jump back into that uh, here in a bit. But what's one of your like favorite Christmas memories from either like more recently or growing up? What's one of your favorite Christmas memories? Oh, I love the holidays. So it's so hard to pick one, but I am. I'm going to be cheesy and say last year was probably my favorite. I'm actually looking at this beautiful photo from my brother and his wife and their newborn last year, Christmas. She was born December 9th. So we got to spend um, Christmas last year all together as this amazing family. She's just the cutest petunia ever. I freaking love her. And yeah. so I would say last Christmas is my favorite memory. We won't be able to spend the holidays with them this year, but uh, mm. she's getting bigger and she's just fantastic. Yeah. Christmas will make me think of her now. I love it. <laughs> nice. That's what's up. That's awesome. And yeah. actually, thank you about it. I think that's kind of why I'm a little bit more into Christmas this year because my sister just had her first child back oh. in was it august september somewhere in that ballpark and it's so fun like they yeah. bring the magic back i think i think like i've come to this realization as an adult i i mm. loved christmas i loved this the letters to santa every year i'd ask for a reindeer like i was all about the big magic the big wrapping the big gifts the big everything and then it kind of like changed as you know you get a little older and you know, you don't need presents, you don't want presents, you can't afford presents. And now that like kids are coming back into the picture, all this magic is back. We're gonna do, Santa's stopping at everybody's house. Reindeers are everywhere. <laughs> like it's just, it's gonna be, yeah. you know, so magical. So it really does bring back that spirit, I think for a lot of us. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it's definitely gotten to that point where I, I, my sister hasn't had to put the pump the brakes on me quite yet, but it, there's been a couple of points where it's like, all right, no, no, chill. Like, it's not your kid. It's let's not spoil your sister's. them. <laughs> let's not, because I did, like, when she had her, uh, the uh, gender reveal, I, was it the gender reveal or the baby shower? She had sent out um, 
like uh, gift ideas. And I just basically went through like, because she did everything online because we're kind of all spread out. She lives in Indiana. I live in Texas and my dad lives in Florida. Um, you know, and so she was like, here, I just kind of put like an Amazon wish list type thing together. And I went through and bought all the toys. So like, I you know, it. it was just what, uh, so my sister was like, Hey, uh, let me know when you made your order. So I know like when to start expecting stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, according to this, your Amazon, cause she had like Amazon bed, bath and beyond. And I think maybe like target or something. I'm like, your Amazon order should be there Thursday, your target order Sunday, you know, and whatever. And she's I love like, that. Wait, what did you buy? And I'm like, I don't remember. And she oh. went back and looked through the wish list, and I bought all the toys off of all the things. And she's like, thanks, but why didn't you just buy me, like, one big thing? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you what I was thinking at that time. It's so fun being an aunt and an uncle. Honestly, everything under my tree right now is for my niece. <laughs> I feel yeah. so bad for my brother and his wife because they look and they're like, are those for us? No, <laughs> those are no. for your lovely child. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I had to pump my brakes a little bit because I was sitting there, I was like, oh, I should get her this. Oh, I should get her that. And then it's like, nope, nope, just get her. Because I, I wanted to get this Christmas, I wanted to get her something that she'll keep for more than six months and yeah. before she outgrows it. And so since my family is like hardcore baseball fans, I got her a nice like Chicago White Sox like baby Aww. blanket and in my head and I'm like, okay, yes, this isn't like the most elaborate thing that I could have done, but it's, but it's something that she's going to, it's going to be sentimental and it's something she's going to hold on to for forever and a day. Yeah. And yes. So I'm into yeah, those gifts too. <laughs> and the fact that she's only three months old, she's not going to remember. Like, I, I was like, okay, this is kind of the year. Like, yeah, you can go a little crazy, but don't go too crazy because she's only three months old. She's not going to remember her first Christmas, unfortunately. You know, you can spoil so. her rotten when she's 16. <laughs> I could spoil her rotten when she's three and yes. it's fun. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Um, no, that's cool. So you got Christmas wish out now, and then you got the full EP releasing tomorrow night, Friday, you know, depending on where in the world you're at. Um, what, what's kind of the plan as we go into 2023? Are you doing, you kind of mentioned that you're holding back on shows during this holiday season or where are you kind of at? Yeah. So I actually just played a really fun show on the weekend. Uh, I did a Saturday night and a Sunday brunch at my friend's venue. It's called the Blue Jay Sessions in, in Calgary. And they basically just like feature songwriting round. And it's it was a lot of fun. So I played some holiday music. It was for uh, the, hold on. It was it was for like a, uh, the Calgary Kitchen community. That's okay. what it was. <laughs> so the, like a lot of the food went to the, you know people that need it. And um, it was so much fun, but I just don't have a lot of, you know, holiday stuff going on. Usually my dad and I will go with my mom and we'll play some, some little holiday tunes for the seniors facilities. Mm. But with COVID, it's been really hard to go and, you know, give, give some music to the people that need it. Um, but for the new year, I'm kind of, I'm kind of working on that. I'm thinking about what my plan is and 
what those songs are going to look like. I, I want to make sure that everything I put out is very intentional and that the songs have a lot of meaning behind them and stories. And I'm not just putting out a song because I think that's what people want to hear or yeah. I think it'll go viral yeah. or, you know, so I'm, I'm thinking on it. I'm really yeah. working hard to make sure what I put out is what I want to put out. Yeah, for sure. Because like, it, for people that are watching that don't know, like you have Christmas Wish and your Christmas EP, but you also have done a lot of other releases this year. Like you'd released a three song EP prior to Christmas Wish. And then I think you'd done like a single prior to that or you kind of done a staggered release. Yeah. Right? So I did I did a single. I, I think it was February last year or i guess this, it's still 2022 okay so this year <laughs> in february and then i i released average uh nice guys and then i bundled them all up together on board uh sort mm. of as like a three-song ep mm. and yeah i've been releasing music consistently for the last i think almost five years now and yes. and uh they're all different so it, it definitely like plays to a lot of different genres there's kind of something for everybody on my you know, like on my artist page and I do want to do maybe something a little bit different for 2023. And I just don't know what that is yet. Like I said, maybe it's country, maybe it's rock opera. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, that'd be pretty actually. So it's funny. You kind of brought that up because I have a friend, she lives in uh, park city, Utah, and she did, she's releasing or she released a black Friday, like rock opera type thing. (laughs) No way. And, like the first song that I heard off of it was called Retail Therapy. And it's like this, I, I haven't quite listened to the whole project as a finished product project yet. But from what she's told me, it's like, oh, that's really cool and different. You know, I love that. I love different. I love creative. I've actually one of my biggest aspirations has been to write a musical. So maybe that's what I do. <laughs> Hey, that'd be really cool. I'd be down yeah. with that. Yeah, maybe it's a Christmas musical. Um, <laughs> that'd be, I, yeah, I'd, I'd be down with that. <laughs> uh, but just uh, kind of outside of music, obviously you're keeping yourself really busy and uh, with the holiday season. What do you do to kind of combat stress? What do you do to kind of relax, you know, just in your free time to escape from everything? What are some of your hobbies? Normally, I like to go out and walk my dogs. I have two rescue pitties, and they're very needy. But it's been, like, like really freaking cold here. Like, minus 25 Celsius, which I think oh. is, what, like, minus 4 Fahrenheit. It's, like, yeah, it's cold. It's... it's, like, you go outside, and you lose all feeling in your face. So going mm. and walking the dogs has not been, uh, has not been something for me to do right now but i am I, i'm watching lots of christmas movies and drinking lots of festive holly jolly spirits and nice. um just sort of laying low for the holidays I, i'm trying to be as creative as possible but when the sun goes down at four o'clock it is so hard <laughs> to not want to go to bed yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's, yeah it's hard but i think a lot of us get plagued with the seasonal depression or the seasonal sadness mm. or just the holiday hums or holiday blues and uh yeah i think uh some window shopping maybe that's how that maybe that's what i do to, <laughs> to de-stress yeah. can't afford it but we'll pretend <laughs> yeah I'll tell you what, though. you brought up the sun going down at four o'clock. It, it's not quite that bad for us. It's like 530. But when you go all summer long and you leave work at six, seven o'clock and it's still light out and it's like 
not just like the sun's just starting to go down, like it's still broad daylight out at six, seven o'clock. And then you come out now and you leave at like five and the sun's already starting to go down and it's like, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> or you like sit down and you're, you're watching a movie and you're like, ah, oh, it's getting really late. Like I should go to bed and it's like six thirty, and you're like, what? <laughs> What? I'm so tired. Actually, it was kind of fun. I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up, but before, so I left work at six o'clock knowing that I had this at eight. And so I'm like, all right, I'll give myself enough time to get home, eat, you know, and just kind of chill before the interview and like anything that I need to brush up on or whatever. And it's like 7.05 or something. And I just finished eating and I'm like, I start yawning uncontrollably and I'm like, I am so tired. I don't know if I'm going to make it to this interview. <laughs> like, I don't know where the yawns and the tired came from. So I laid my head, or I just did one of these things where I just kind of laid my head on the desk. I was listening to a, a sports show on the on YouTube, like a sports podcast, I guess it is. And all of a sudden, I laid my head down and like I could hear the video switch over from one video to the next. And I jerk up and I'm like, wait, what time is it? And it's like 10 minutes too. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, okay. You're like, oh, it's, no, I gotta go. <laughs> it's like, good thing I just happened to hear the video switch over or I would have probably slept straight oh, through the podcast. Like, I'm just sitting there like out like a light. And it's like, oh, oh God, no. I am but, like oh. that too, though, where time is so weird during the holidays. <laughs> and uh, when it gets dark out, I, it's either really late and it feels early because I spent all my time on social media and time is very weird when you spend it on social media or it it feels like so late. Even just now you said yawn and I was like trying to hide a yawn and I don't think I did. (laughs) You're fine. But you know, (laughs) so this year I tried something different where I've bought a little smart switch for my tree. So it's like, it's set on an automatic timer and I've told myself, I'm like, cause I have a tendency to where like, I'll just kind of lose all track of time and I'll be up until three or four in the morning. And it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I'll fall, I'll fall asleep at two or not two. uh, I'll fall asleep at like eight or 9 PM. And then I'll be up at midnight. And then it's just like, Oh, well I can't go to sleep now. I just slept for four hours. I'm good to go. And so (laughs) I, I've made this deal with myself that I have my tree set to go off at 2 a.m. And if I'm still awake at 2 a.m., when that tree goes off, I go to bed. to bed. No matter what's That's going good... on, no matter what I'm doing. That's tree a good goes rule. off, I go to bed. So Yeah, I like that. We, we've, like, started to set up our lights so that they go, they, like, turn on as soon as the sun yeah. goes down. So I trick yeah. myself. It's, like, daylight yeah. all day. <laughs> so, I... yeah. I will say though, I've really enjoyed that because it's like when I, during, like before I set up the tree, I'd come home and it'd be like super dark in my apartment. And I'm like, man, it's kind of depressing. Cause I come home to nobody. It's dark in here. What am yeah. I doing? And now I have it set to like at like five o'clock or whatever the tree comes on and I come home and it's like, huh, it's a little bit more lively in here. I feel good coming in. So. Yeah, I would oh. say the ho- the holiday lights are the special part about when it gets dark. Yeah. I actually just went out for a little drive yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, and the best part is going around and seeing everybody's like 
lights up and there are trees through their windows. I like when people go like crazy, Griswold, over the yeah. top, inflatables in the front lawn. I know some people hate that. I'm like, if you can do the Whoville Village, do hmm. it and invite me over because I got to see this. Go so, for it. Yeah. I, I Actually, love driving around. There's a, The one thing that I've been seeing a lot this year is people uh, kind of set all their stuff up to like a light show. Oh. So it's like, um, it was around here somewhere. I can't, I haven't seen it yet this year, but there's this house that has it set up where you go park in front of their house or whatever. And they have a, like a radio assigned to a radio station. So it's like a low transmit or low frequency transmitter. So like you sign into 88.7 or, you know, like it was a lo really low range, low frequency thing. And the house lights are animated to whatever's playing whatever's on this playing, station. No way. That is so cool. And so, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's like right now, from what I'm told, it's not quite as busy as it could be. But like once you get closer to the holidays, yeah, that's going to be cool. I know there's like so. a lot of cities too, where they do, um, actually my hometown in Kamloops, they do something called like, I think it's called home for the holiday homes for the holidays where yeah. they pick like five or 10 homes and they go in and they redecorate them and you can like go around and walk through them and it's a museum. But there's also like some websites where they, they pick like the top 20 homes mm -hmm. that like de decorate and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can go on like a, a home tour throughout your homes, like your local city yeah. and see all those lights. And I think that that's a great thing to do also yeah. for people that are feeling a little like either low yeah. during the holidays yeah. or alone or they need something to do that's that's up my alley but yeah i've sure. seen some of those homes that do like the animation to the lights oh, yeah. and they're so cool i don't know yeah, how to yeah. do it. <laughs> it it's like i can't in my brain i can't fathom how that's set up like or how just, much it is <laughs> yeah like what that costs i'm just like, i'm like i wish i had that kind of money i just yeah. wish so um yeah. so one thing that we do with everybody that comes on the podcast is we play a fun little game called rapid fire randomness. I'm so into it. I have a random question generator sitting on my phone. Okay. I was kind of hoping that I was going to be able to find a holiday themed one, <laughs> but I, I'm going to do my year. best. Yeah. I'm going to do my best to kind of make this as holiday themed as I can for you. So if you're ready, here we go with rapid fire randomness. I'm ready. <sighs> What was your first adult decision? Oh, a tattoo. <laughs> I was 16. My mom killed me. <laughs> uh, if you invented uh, this, all right, I'm going to take a little creative liberty with this one. If you were able to invent a Christmas decoration, what would it be? Snowing inside. I think that'd be so cool. That, Something that made it snow inside. I don't know. <laughs> that'd be cool. That would be cool. Oh, uh, you inherit your own island. What do you name it? Oh, I. Oh my god! I don't know. I usually am, I. Uh, hmm. I would call it um, my island. <laughs> That's so lame. But my island, I guess. <laughs> That was so bad. I could have done so much better, but my island, that's what we get. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, that works. Um, you are immortal. Ooh. But the problem is Santa's taking over the world. 
I don't know why that's a problem, but you know it is. <laughs> I I don't know where I'm going with this question. Hold on, but so all right. So you're immortal. The problem is Santa's taking over the world. How do you prevent him from turning this, turning the world into the North Pole? I would put Santa on the naughty list. I feel like that's like the best way to do it. You know, like immediately immobilize him. Yeah, he's on the naughty list. Sure. Get him out of here. I, I tried to take creative liberty with that one and it didn't go over that well. No, so. it's great. I think that's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> I guess the other thing I could do is poison his hot cocoa. I feel like that's pretty that's, like malicious sure. though. <laughs> How do you like to get your news? Oh, I actually, I don't get a newspaper anymore, but I get a lot of flyers and I... Mm. I like opening the mailbox and pulling out paper. I love it. I think it's fun to sit and have my coffee in the morning, read through the paper. I like old school paper. That's how I like to get my news. Or a phone nice. call. Call nice. me. Nice. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas song? You know what? Right now, hold on. I'm going to type it in. I got to pull it up because I think I'm going to mess it up. I am so in love with the Elvis Christmas album. Usually it's a Michael Bublé. Okay. It is. Hold on. Santa, bring my baby back to me. That is my all-time favorite Christmas song right now. Elvis Presley. That's nice. mm. the best. I, I've never really bit. My buddy's wife is going to murder me because she's like a huge Elvis fan, but I, I've never really been into Elvis that much. It's just kind of like, yeah. I, you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know a lot of his like regular music, but I love yeah. his Christmas album. <laughs> Fair. So would you rather never be able to eat Christmas cookies or watch Christmas movies ever again? <gasps> that sucks. Both suck. <laughs> I would say Christmas yes. cookies, uh, because Christmas movies are amazing, and I would just eat regular cookies, I guess. I could eat, like, a chocolate chip cookie that's not a Christmas cookie. All right, now that's finding a loophole there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> sne that's sneaky, but yeah. I get it. <laughs> you got to play the game. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about finding finding ins and outs, how to cheat. <laughs> yeah. For uh, What Christmas movie could you watch year-round repeatedly? Elf, and I do. I, I could recite it with Will Ferrell. Front and back. <laughs> I always thought that that would be kind of the cool one to do. Like, I don't even know how you would pull off a sequel to that one because they kind of wrapped it up into a nice little bow. But they did it. They did it. Well, I think the best thing they could do is like Elf now has a son because they left mm -hmm. it like, you know, Buddy had a kid with Jody yeah. and maybe Buddy is raising his kid in in new york and he takes him to the north pole for the first time and it's like reverse so it's, you know yeah it's so it's almost like reverse of the first movie where yeah. it's like he wants to yeah i think that'd, that'd be, be kind of cool yeah well Ferrell, don't steal your don't steal madison's idea yeah or call me and i'll write the music for it <laughs> hey i dig it right. i do um and then the final one what was your favorite part of a snow day go during school? I had I had maybe maybe two snow days in my life. Really? Yeah, Canada's crazy. They they'll put you out there in five feet of snow. They don't care. They That's they fair. send you with a toque and they say walk 
and slap shot some hockey pucks as you go. No, uh, but we, I probably had like two um, and they were both kind of like in my high school year. So I was old enough to like really understand. But my favorite one, I think we got like almost two feet of snow. And my dad said, hey, I'm going to call Hookie to work. Do you want to go to the ski hill today? And I was like, uh, yes. And that was the year my dad was teaching me how to snowboard. Um, cause I'd skied my whole life and, and I really wanted to be cool, like the cool kids. And so they bought me a snowboard a couple of years before it was the year before. Nice. And, uh, they, he took me up and he took me down the hill and it was the best skiing of my life. It was like fresh, beautiful powder. Nice. And I think we got some hot cocoa or maybe he even like shared a sneaky beer with me or something like that at the, at the bottom of the hill. Nice. But that's probably my favorite snow day. I dig it. So yeah. what is a toque? A toque? <gasps> Blasphemy! You don't. Know, it's a. It's a beanie. <laughs> it's a okay. hat. Like a. Like a. Like a winter knit. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got, a, yeah, a beanie, okay. Right. Yeah. I've never. I've never heard it called a toque. So I. Yeah. I, it, it was it's always. It's a Canadian. It was. It's a Canadian thing. Gotcha. We call gotcha. them. We call oh. them toques. Gotcha. And then the other fantastic thing you need to learn, uh, as a winterism in Canada, is a double double. You got to get a double double or a Mickey. Those are the two other important ones. Uh, a Mickey double, is like double or a Mickey. A Mickey is like a small, so you can go to the liquor store and you get like a big Crown Royal, and then there's like the mini mm-hmm. ones for like your pocket. Mm-hmm. That's a Mickey, like a little a pocket, okay. a pocket warmer. Um, and then a double double is double cream, double sugar in your coffee. Okay. <laughs> double double. That sounds like my that, my buddy Jeff, who uh, whenever we're traveling, he se- tends to come with me on those trips. It, that seems like something that he should know. I'm not a big <laughs> coffee drinker, like. I, ah, I don't there you go. <laughs> because every time I get it, like the caffeine just hits so oh, yeah. hard, and it's like I don't need all that in my life. So yeah, just a hot chocolate will do it. <laughs> yeah, that or a monster. Like I'm good Ooh. with my energy. Yeah. Yeah, there you I'm go. Good with that stuff. Oh no, that's cool. And it's funny that you brought up that you only had like two snow days in your li- like in your life and whatnot. It's like down here in texas it seems like every year they have like three or four snow days and i'm sitting there like i remember similar situations you grow up in south chicago where there'd be like three feet of snow on the ground and it's like oh you're Just you guys are day. going to school today you're going yeah. to school today like we would <laughs> have snow days we'd have like maybe one a year or so but you know there was times where it's like there's three feet of snow on the ground you're still going to school like yeah oh yeah you're only allowed to have so many snow days <laughs> or you'd be so waiting for the bus get over it. it'd be blowing you over and it was so cold yep. and the bus would be struggling to get up the hill and you'd have to call your mom and say hey we got stuck at school because the bus can't make it home yeah. and that was just you know mom would have yeah. to come from work pick you up yeah that was that was definitely growing up in canada yeah. although i will say uh yeah. my partner and i lived in vancouver for a little while and i just saw they got mm-hmm. The tiniest skiff, the, the, the tiniest like drift of snow and like 20 car pile up. Nobody knows what they're doing. It's horrible. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. But it, uh. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I think it was now last year, the, the weather was pretty rough here. We it was uh, was it last year or two years ago? I don't even remember at this point, but there was one year where we got hit with so much like here it's not so much the snow it's the ice little like destroy it and yeah. 
there there was people dying because it like Texas just isn't ready for yeah that cold, sort of like hardcore weather. winter yeah. yeah and so like they would try and just keep themselves warm and they would like go out into the garage and turn their car on just to get heat oh, that's and they so die horrible. from carbon monoxide poisoning and it's just like <gasps> man that's oh you know it, it's really serious stuff but it's like they, they they're just not ready for like real winters and, yeah yeah so well and, and it, it takes but, like it's a very different culture and I, i'm sure you would say the same like growing up in chicago yeah. but like growing up in a winter you know area people yeah. people who don't understand it like you know and and i think also like a lot of people get it confused because we get upwards of 100 degrees in the summer here and so people come to canada and they're like yeah. where's the snow but they also come in the winter with like a raincoat and they're like okay i'm ready and it's you know like minus 20 minus 40 we have so much snow yeah. and they're not prepared for it and it's a real thing and it's dangerous like if you don't have the the right tires on your car you don't have yeah. the right shoes you get lost like snow snow education is like super big on the hills and and so like i think a lot of people don't understand it and and it is serious so if you don't yeah. if you don't feel safe driving stay at home not even worth it yeah yeah for sure it's so a few years ago i took a trip to montana right and I, like we were like northern montana like maybe an hour from the border like the canadian border um and, you know i'm sitting there it's like middle of july and i'm like we don't have to worry about nothing like maybe rain but like don't worry about it being cold none of that stuff like it's it's middle of july it's gonna be nice up there and so we're doing a bunch of uh like live jam session type videos with some bands and we ran late and it was like one or two in the morning and we walk outside and it's like 40 degrees outside and i'm like wait what the hell is going on it was just like <laughs> 90 earlier and it's 40 now he's like yeah this that's what montana is it gets cold here at night like regardless what oh, yeah. time of year it is and i'm like oh, i wasn't ready for that one <laughs> so. i would say uh montana is a lot like like canada they're so close to the border they get very similar weather to us yeah for sure for sure so yeah that was rapid fire randomness i know we kind of just like softly ended that but that's <laughs> kind of what that is no um, that was so fun yeah uh, so for anybody that wants to check out your music or anything else you got going on or just interact with you on social media, uh, where's the best place to find you? I am on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, all of it. And it is just, uh, actually, it's not just Madison Olds because when I started, I screwed everything over and did Maddie Olds and Madison Olds. I'm a horrible yes. person. But if you if you type in one of these variations, I should come up and I always say hi. I always um, reply. You know, I got lots of stuff going on. So reach out if you want to say you like my music. I'm there. If you say you don't like it, I'm also there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always reachable. Gotcha. Gotcha. I will say that threw me for a loop. I was trying to tag you in something and I thought it was Madison Olds. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait, why isn't she popping up? What is <laughs> What is going on here? I gotcha. <laughs> and, and then it was like Maddie Olds. And I'm like, wait a minute. Have I, did I call her the wrong name on the post? Am I tripping here? And no. then, yeah. Maddie is my nickname. So all yeah. good. <laughs> That's, I mean, it was just one of those things where it's, you know, it's like, do you, um, 
and go by Maddie or Madison, and I'm just sitting there, I'm like racking my brain about this whole thing. You know, it it was one of those moments. So, um, but yeah, so uh, make sure everybody listening, make sure you go check out Madison Olds uh, everywhere, social media. She's got great Christmas music out, coming out. Um, and then like her non-Christmas music is amazing too. So make sure you go check that out as well. Um, for any of the young musicians out there listening that want to like make that next step into the uh, musical world, what what piece of advice do you have for them? I would say don't be scared. That was the, the biggest thing that held me back was being scared of judgment. It's probably the thing that holds me back even now. Uh, don't be scared of the judgment, of the hate, of the comments, of getting better, of looking back and saying, oh my God, I was so bad. I was so embarrassing. Don't be scared. Just do it. If it makes you happy, like nothing else matters. Seriously. So, 100%. Well, really appreciate you. And one thing that I do want to compliment you on that I was watching uh, earlier today, I was scrolling through your Instagram and you were doing a behind this. It was like a behind the scenes or a recap of your um, uh, for your I think it was for your music video average. Oh, yeah. It was just like you, you talking into camera like you were preparing your hair and kind of going through like the whole behind the scenes pre-production process. And I thought that was really cool. I want you to keep doing that just because oh. it's like a different look. And I think a lot more musicians need to be doing that. So, yeah, well, I appreciate that. Those are the things that I think uh, a lot of us artists forget to do, but I, I think we forget that people, people really do like it. So thank you for yeah. that. I appreciate yeah. that. And, you know, it was just one of those things I saw that and I was like, like, cause it kind of stood out from everything that you had already that like that you had on there. And I'm like, Oh, let's see what this is. And I started watching it and I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. That's and like that type of content, the short, like 60 second, it doesn't have to be anything long, like, especially the way social media is right now, it just plays really well on multiple platforms. So definitely keep doing that stuff. Cause I, oh. I enjoyed it. And I think a lot of other people will too. Oh, well, so. thank you. And thank you for yes. having me and doing this and supporting artists. I mean, it means a lot to, I know me and a lot of other artists and they might forget to thank you, but thank you for doing this. I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we are going to go raid a good friend of mine, um, Mandy Prater. She is a fellow Texas. Uh, she's a Texas artist i'm not a musician i can't sit here and pretend to be i was about to say a fellow texas musician but i'm not a musician i can't even pretend to play music so <laughs> here we go uh but madison olds thank you so much for hanging out with us thank you everybody for tuning in and just a quick reminder we will be here every night this week this month right up until christmas with more christmas music podcasts this is the live and amplified livecast 25 days of christmas I don't have quite a good name for it, but that's kind of what <laughs> I think that's great. With. 25 so, Days of Christmas is amazing. You guys are amazing. I, I, <laughs> I feel like that's a little little guess, you know, but whatever. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you for jumping on here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will thank catch you, you all later. Happy holidays. <laughs>